On this episode of Resi Week, Cedia and CTA have a new HDMI standard, DMF's integrator-friendly website, and mini-splits and automation. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 302, Technology GC. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by... Sure. Sound extraordinary. And by FSR. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for AVNation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my longtime friends. First, we have Miss Amanda Wildman. She is the co-owner of True Media Home. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing excellent, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Then we have my my favorite Georgia fan. Jeremy Glowacki, he's the executive editor of Residential Tech Today. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing so well. My my Georgia Bulldogs are undefeated. And uh, this is the first time I've had the, the nerve to wear, you know, Bulldog uh, swag on a podcast because I didn't want to jinx them. They've got two really easy games coming up, and I, I'm not even worried about saying that. So uh, here we go. Let's get it. Go, go all the way this year. You, you have an opportunity for, for once. I'm, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Otherwise, I'll get into too much trouble. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Uh, Cedia and CTA have new recommendations uh, for best practices for HDMI systems upon the, the, the launch and the, you know, all the fun stuff surrounding HDMI 2.1. A read through the story, uh, Walt Zerby from, from CDO uh, wrote this article, and he covers a couple of uh, just key points that come out of this uh, white paper um, standards thing. It, it's If you go to uh, cdo.net slash standards, you can actually get it, and it's it's like 70 pages. So if you have nothing to do for the next 30 minutes or two hours, depending on where you went to school, um, you can read through it and, and be thoroughly enamored by the, the joys that are HDMI 2.1. Amanda, when you, when you see this, when you look at this, um, one, kudos to, to Cydia and the, the CTA for putting this together because I don't think people pay enough attention to these things right? They see the standards, they see the new, the new version, they go, oh yeah, it does cool things. It does, you know, 120 Hertz with HDR and 422. And they have no idea what 422 means. And half the time they don't know what HDR means. Um, but once you do, once you look at this, once you read the standards, once you kind of understand, uh, what's new with HMI 2.1, how do you go about as, as an integration firm, actually implementing that information into your your design flow and your workflow? Well, that's a great question. And first of all, it's awesome that CDO is taking this on because uh, really there's been so much work that's been done in standards. 
especially since we've partnered with the CTA process. Uh, I think for a lot of people, like I know myself, when I first got into the industry, right, it was just a matter of, okay, connect this to that. And you just didn't necessarily know what the standards were or how to get the best out of it for your client. So what CD is doing with a standard is they're really giving you the option of, really learning it, right? Because it's not just an HDMI is an HDMI is an HDMI cable, right? You know, which so many people say and just plugging it in. Um, and it's really there to be a resource to help you when things go wrong. Because you can go down a rabbit hole and you can think you have everything right in the process. And like as you're reading through it and you're reading through the article, I mean, it's going to be much more important of knowing like what HDMI input, you know, you're plugging everything into, making sure that it's not it's no longer like just the handshake and it's just good enough to plug it in. It's, it's really knowing and understanding like the arc and understanding, you know, the throughput and from the source and, you know, to the final stop of knowing all of the parts and all of the pieces. And I think... For us as integrators, having this as a resource, reading it and learning about it and being able to educate our clients about it, it's another way that we just show that this isn't a DIY industry. There's so many companies and there's so many products out there that are wanting to introduce, you know, the DIY, just plug it in, put it together and it's going to go ahead and work. The average individual isn't going to take the time and, and know all of this stuff and all, all of this information. So as an integrator, this is just another tool in our toolbox, you know, to really educate ourselves and show our clients why we're important and why we need to be part of the project. Yeah, I love that. Jeremy, Amanda hit on a really good point as far as, you know, initially when she first got into it, it was just that whole concept of plug and play, which you know, honestly has been the big marketing piece of HDMI was you just plug it in and it just works. We all know that that is never the case <laughs> or it, it'll work for a day or two and then it's going to do something stupid. And for whatever reason, no one will listen to my constant pleas just to give me HD, HDSDI, notwithstanding. Um, I'm an old broadcast guy. If you, <laughs> if you missed that one, Jeremy, what is it going to take to encourage more integrators to actually do the work to read these standards and, and understand what is happening and, and how HDMI, uh, for this example, continues to evolve and how you have to modify your workflow as it evolves. Well, I would hope that the uh, display manufacturers would, would start to educate the dealers um, on this and explain to them, hey, we've got the great these great new features on our um, our panels, but to make that work, you're going to need to upgrade your cabling. And also, if you're going to run long distance, which is a, a forte of the CI channel, uh, there are some things, standards you have to adhere to. And, and I thought that was covered really well in this uh, description of the papers also in terms of uh, not uh, trying to run unshielded twisted pair, um, needing to you'll always use the cat 6a or or better uh shielded if you're going to bundle and uh i had never really heard about the percentage of conduit fill um uh, i know this is probably mm -hmm. something that any ci person knows very well but uh you can't stuff the cable in there more than 60 percent, even if you've got the best shielded cable in there so uh and if you if it's unshielded no more than 40 percent. so that that was all really helpful information. I think that it's going to be hard to get anyone to read anything these days. Our attention span is so short. Um, it has to come from someone who they trust, whether it's a rep or 
distributor, whoever they talk to, uh, hopefully in the food chain along the way, and saying, hey, you're not going to get the features here. You're going to see dropouts. You're going to see uh, tearing of the picture, whatever it is, if you're not uh, connecting all of the right uh, upgraded um, items in the in the chain here. So uh, I, I think that the communication is going to have to be more than this paper. This is great for people that really do their homework, really sit down and study. But uh, it's just a starting point. There's got to be a lot of people involved to get the word out, or it's just not going to uh, be realized until you have upset customers. Yeah, it's always it's always great when you go to troubleshoot some some other issue per se. We'll, we'll say that politely, and you walk in and you're trying to figure out the HDMI thing, and you see something so glaringly obvious as oh, it's Cat Five on the on the extender. Yeah, that's why it's not working. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's change topics slightly. This comes to us from Residential Systems. DMF Lighting has launched a new customer integrator focused website. They're calling it the perfect starting point for integrators who are interested in uh, selling and offering DMF lighting. Uh, go to the website. I, I ran around it a little bit this morning. It is it's a really cool site. It really highlights uh, their DID series of of fixtures and, and essentially how you can you can use those as a as an integrator. Jeremy, I want to I want to start with you on this one. Um, adding adding lighting to to your portfolio uh, is is fairly simple when you you know kind of just dip your toes and say, hey, we're going to offer some LED strip in a you know a cavity in a ceiling of a theater we're building. It is a whole other animal when you start getting into actual fixtures and actual high quality. Uh, I'm going to phrase it as as high quality, high performance LED fixtures. It is a totally different animal. How important is it that uh, manufacturers like DMF go out of their way to, I, I don't want to say make it simple, but make the information incredibly accessible for integrators who are looking to make that jump into actual fixtures? Oh, I think it's very important. There, there have been some very good uh, steps into this channel, and I think a lot of it has gone through the buying groups initially. So, if you're a HDSA, um, ASEAN, uh, ProSource dealer, then when you have your tabletop exhibits, often these uh, different manufacturers who are embracing the CI channel, these lighting fixtures manufacturers, uh, are there to to train up the integrators to really understand what it is that they're bringing to the channel and listen back to what integrators concerns are. And I think it's been one of the more well-embraced areas, especially through those uh, kind of little, those areas, those, those groups, those buying groups where they're able to communicate more freely. And, and at CEDIA as well, at Expo, there were um, some exhibitors too. They're the ones that actually were able to show up. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, I think that the the idea, though, that you can just jump in and, and immediately know how to install fixtures and how what fixtures to choose and how to design lighting uh, in a home, uh, that's probably not going to happen right out of the gate. There is some training and education involved. I just spoke to Ryan McDaniel, who's a local integrator here around central Indiana at One Touch Automation. And uh, he had just gotten his um, American Lighting Association Lighting Specialist certification, 
uh, talked about how how important that was for him to go through the process from some very basic stuff at the beginning to where it really gets into the nitty gritty of lighting design and lighting specification. And I think taking the steps to do that, um, putting the time in is, is going to be essential to being successful in this. But I also do really like that those manufacturers are seeing the channel as a viable um, sell through uh, opportunity for them beyond the electricians. They see this as a great opportunity to expand their um, their their outreach. So that they're they're all all those things need to work in harmony. I think that it, we're off to a good start there. Yeah, I, I love it, and I I haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, but I I did catch the notation that 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 Ryan had gone ahead and got the um, ALA cert on that and. If you are, I'm going to PSA for for a second. If you're actually looking at selling fixtures, yes, the buying associations have some great stuff. Uh, the trade associations have some great stuff. Do yourself a favor and don't piss me off dramatically. Um, go get an actual design cert from ALA. Go get a stage lighting cert. Go get something that is not just how to install but how to design because the install is easy. You've met electricians. They can do it. Go get a design cert. Uh, yeah, I'm off my soapbox. For a Sorry, I'm punchy today. I love it. Amanda, what goes, send your hate mail to Tim at, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda, as, as an integrator, what goes into trying to make that decision on to whether you're going to offer a, a full line of fixtures, right? You don't necessarily have to go and become your local lighting shop with 40,000 design options, but you can't just offer a single recessed light or a single type of strip. You've got to have a, you've got to have a, a family of fixtures. How do you go about dipping your toe into, in this case, something like DMF and their, their did series? How do you, how do you evaluate that? Cause it is a little different than just saying, Hey, we're going to pick up a new line of TVs. It absolutely is. And it's something that we're actually going through right now um, as our integration firm. I mean, a, a little over a year ago, we hired on our master electrician. So we got our master electrical license. Uh, we have a journeyman electrician and we have about 50% of our staff actually in the apprentice journeyman apprenticeship program um, right now. And that was a decision that we made a big decision that we made after what we noticed was happening is, is like we'd go on electrical walkthroughs. We finally had worked with builders and architects to say, look, we need to be there during the electrical walkthrough because before we would get the stuff afterwards. And we're like, we need mm -hmm. the stuff before we need to make sure we're there to partner with the electrician. And what we noticed is a lot of the conversation that's going on in the electrical walkthrough was, okay, you want X amount of cans in this room right there was no conversation as to what kind of lighting was that going to produce like uh you know are we talking about different color temperatures are we talking about we're just talking are we is it a four inch is it a six inch you know is it going to be it's circle? how many holes are we drilling in your ceiling correct correct yeah and that's all that that, that conversation is and then uh, during the electrical walkthrough, the, the big fixtures, right, the more decorative ones, you know, like the chandeliers and the unique fun ones, they were coming from the designer. But then what happens is, is the designer doesn't know what the electrician needs as far as specs or how that whole conversation goes. And I'm sitting there and I have to control all of the stuff, right? And so for us, it was a big piece of let, let's 
I don't maybe necessarily have to do everything and carry everything and know everything, but I want to be known as the integrator that when, when my designers and architects and builders are looking for that unique piece. So I want to know the unique pieces. I want to be able to offer, you know, the better situations, right? We're not just putting it in a house and putting in like six cans in this room. And, you know, I learned a lot actually from, um, I love that you mentioned the thing about going with the ALA and getting a designer and learning about that. I was just in a, uh, conversation with a designer and you know uh, right now it's really popular those little wafer lights right Mm -hmm. and they're putting those kind of like everywhere because they're great because they just write in the drywall and everything but the light that that gives off the the glare that that gives off isn't actually great or functional for in kitchen spaces and a lot of electricians now are going because they're so easy right they're super easy installed you don't have to put the cans and stuff, you know, in the back, you know, or in all of that kind of business. So they're easy. They're easy and cheap. Super, super cheap. But now if you look at a kitchen and you really see like a workspace that has those wafer discs and actually has the proper lighting. I mean, forget color temperature even, right? But actually has like a proper like lighting fixture. The difference is astounding. You know, and so you don't learn that unless you start going into some of those design classes. And I think that that's really the reason these lighting manufacturers are coming and talking to us in the integrator channel is because there's nothing that we've done where we've just sold boxes and parts and pieces, right? We educate ourselves and we in turn educate our clients. And that I don't necessarily know happens all of the time in the electrical world. There are some, don't get me wrong, there are some that are great about it. Um, But I think sometimes electrical walkthrough, like you said, it's how many holes are we going to put up in the ceiling? And how many light switches can we smack on a wall? You know, I mean, even for us, it's a whole different concept of like, putting lighting control, because I still go to to designers, and you see all of on the blueprints, and you've got like, literally 10 switches. And you're like, that is going to be so ugly, because there's no walls, right? So I'm having to even educate them on the lighting control. Now we're taking it to that next step and we're educating them on what's available and what are options in lighting. Like it's not just an LED strip. Do you want it to be a wall wash? Is it, you know, does it need to be on an angle? Does it, you know, need to color change? Does it need to change color in the temperature? Does it, you know, you can't just stick it, you know, I mean, how many of them just, when you just have it be a conversation about it's just an LED strip, and you aren't educated on what it does, then all that the people do is look for the lowest price. All they're doing then is shopping price. If you aren't educated on what truly the difference is. And we need, you know, our industry is geared perfect to be able to address that, work with that with clients. And I think that lighting manufacturers are becoming very aware of that. We're very much an industry that helps educate clients. And I think that they're going to see much better results um, by addressing and going after our industry. And it's great great opportunity and great margins for our industry. Yeah, I agree. Uh, before I go on another rant, uh, on that, although we are on the same, we're on the same wave pain wave length on that one. Uh, let's, let's hit our last story of the day. This comes to us from a residential tech today, mini split heat pumps and smart home integration. Uh, go through this article real quick. Jay outlines, uh, essentially the, the increase in adaptation of, of your 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 mini split uh, heat pumps that are going into a lot of 
a lot of homes and, and a lot of additional locations, which is the, the biggest place where I, I know myself, where we see them is in, you know, add on like, like additions or outbuildings or garages or any space where they finished it, but there was never any traditional HVAC run. That is the perfect application for a, a, a mini split. Um, he covers where they're, where they're helpful, where they're, sometimes a little bit more expensive than, than some other options. And then he touches on uh, the smart home integration that can be done again with obviously your traditional HVAC, but also with mini splits. Amanda, when, when you see these, when you uh, walk into either a, a newly renovated space that you're, that you're looking at, or if you see it on the print and you see that mini split, is that something that you're looking at fully tying into an automation package? Or is that one of those, one of those situations where it's okay, we can add some smarts to this, but we may not make this a full aspect of, you know, an, uh, an automation platform as you typically would your traditional forced air HVAC system. Um, I, well, one, I think you're definitely seeing them far more. We're seeing them in outbuildings in Michigan. We're getting more and more, you know, barns and outbuildings that people are building. Um, and I think especially with COVID, and everything that happened, people are being more conscientious of space. So setting up an office above like a garage space, maybe they had open space up above there that they never thought about during the building. Um, so now that's going to be an office or, you know, a space for kids for studying. So you're starting to see them far more often. And of course, with anything, if you can give the opportunity to your client to incorporate it and make it easier in their lifestyle, they're going to want to have it. Um, I always tell everyone when we show up on a project, the best way to describe who we are is we're the kind of the technology GC. I'm not necessarily going to install all of, you know, the fixtures, all of the things, you know, like I'm not going to install this mini split, but I want to control it. I want to know what that is and what piece that is. I'm not necessarily going to install your garage doors, right? But I want to control it because I want it to function and make other things happen. So I think that it's just one of those other ways that you have that conversation right up front with the builder of the importance of you being there um, and you being there early and being involved in the conversation. Um, and it's great that they're starting to offer more integration options um, with these because they were kind of a pain before mm -hmm. where you really didn't have the option to be able to do it. So it's nice to start seeing that, that they're realizing that in truly an encompassed home, we need to have some sort of control over that. But I don't think that the, the installers, they have no clue, right? They have the, the guys that are actually installing the mini splits, guys and gals, they have no clue how to control it. They just are going to put it there. They're going to hand you this clunky remote. And, you know, that's that's how it's going to be. So um, I'm glad that they're starting to offer some other options as far as integration. And I think that in probably the next couple of years, it's just going to be seamless, just like how we're running the rest of the HVAC in the house. I mean, it's just going to be a separate room. That's a good point. Jeremy, when, when you see these, when you, when you're following these stories, Amanda's got a really good point. There's a ton of mini splits out there that, um, you know, I'm thinking of a, a place that we go to a lot that has a decline on the, on the wall. And it's got this really ghetto -y looking <laughs> off white faded remote. And it's, it's two years old, mm. but there was never an option to make that, a, a a smart controlled at all like you can't put a sensibo on it or something like that which you, you can with a lot of the newer ones 
as people go in and, and are dealing with these, again, they're being seen much more often. Is this one of those things where if you can control it, you say, awesome, we'll help you out. If it's outdated, you just don't even talk about it. Is that the best way to approach this? Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that's probably the case. And that's an unfortunate uh, situation that I don't think that Jay really covered in, in this. He's mostly talking about new installations and uh, using that Sensibo or the um, the Ambi client. It was Climbent was the other one that he was talking about uh, helping t to get that integration. But uh, um, th this is a really uh, interesting category for me. You, you guys are seeing this a lot out there in the field. I um, am not out there seeing them, but as soon as I received this article uh, from Jay and I started editing, I'm like, oh, these are those those things I used to see in like on European trips and things like that. They, mm -hmm. You know, they, they were everywhere and didn't understand why that was the case. So of course, they have difficulty probably running ductwork through the walls of these older buildings. And um, and now you start to see them a lot more in restaurants and commercial spaces, uh, at least around where I am. And, and it sounds like those outbuildings are a great uh, um, use case as well. And uh, I, I thought that this was just a really interesting leading edge kind of uh, integration story that he came up with. And uh, I was then interviewing our cover story, which, you know, we kind of go a little bit far afield for our covers. And this month we're interviewing um, Jenny and Dave Mars, who are one of the HGTV hostess um, pairs, husband and wife on Fixer to Fabulous. And I was asking, what what are your tech innovation integration type uh, experiences like? And one of the things that they brought up was the mini split. It wasn't what I was looking for. I was looking for more like the AV side. But that was an innovation that they as builders, as renovators are really embracing. So it just kind of in one little scenario made me think, wow, this is really a thing. We've got to have an answer for it as a as a company or as a as an industry. So uh, glad to hear this, at least for new um, technology, uh, new versions of these mini splits. It's going to be a way to integrate. But, yeah, on the old stuff, maybe you just have to kind of let it let it go, let it slide, unfortunately. Yeah, I like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thank you both so much for joining us. Jeremy, if people want to connect with you, learn more about a residential tech today, where can they do that? Go to restechtoday.com and sub subscribe to the magazine. There's a free digital edition, uh, or you can get the print edition for a nominal fee. And also uh, uh, register, um, sign up for our podcast, Res tech, um, Residential Tech Talk, sorry. Uh, which we do once a week and talk to folks in the industry and from out around the industry in the tech space and have a really good time with that. That's fantastic. Thank you, sir. Amanda, if people want to connect with you, learn more about True Media Home, where can they do that? Anywhere online. You just look up True Media Home. So that's our website, truemediahome.com or at True Media Home on shoot every social channel, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I'm going to get you to do a TikTok dance one of these days, uh, Matt. Nope. nope. <laughs> um, come on. It'll be fun. Nope. <laughs> nope. So anywhere online, um, or you can email me, awildman uh, at truemediahome.com. And, uh, you know, any questions with the CDA board as well, there's awildman at CDA as well. Definitely the best email address of all time. It is. It, yeah. it totally is. <laughs> 
thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, send me hate mail. You can do that at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 